0: Finally, the Steelers are back to building the perfect beast on defense. Welcome to the Steelers Update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers, so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Much like one of their middle-aged fans, the Steelers' defense had grown soft in the middle. It couldn't stop the run. Tight ends were having their way. Opponents could grind them down, then hit a big play deep. Game over. For the last several seasons, the steel curtain had been a shell of itself in many respects. Sure, stars like T.J. Watt, Cameron Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Alex Highsmith still shone as brightly as past heroes, such as Troy Palomalo, James Harrison, and Ryan Shazier. But as a unit, recent incarnations of the defense just could not hold up. There were too many holes and a dearth of depth. Enter new general manager Omar Khan and company. 20-something free agency signings and a savvy 2023 draft later, and positive signs are coming out of Steelers training camp in Latrobe there are signs the defense is back. There's competition all over the field. The defense's soft in the middle has been staunched by a flurry of additions. The latest came after camp convened, with Khan doing a one-year deal with former Jet Quan Alexander. No stone has gone unturned. Entering 2023 with sophomore quarterback Kenny Pickett, The rebuilt Steelers' defense looks ready to step up and take the weight. The Steelers want to turn the tables on their opponents this year. They want to be the team who runs the ball behind a rebuilt offensive line, I might add. They'll let Pickett pick his spots for some big plays, but a running clock will be the Steelers' ally and the defense's job will be to keep giving them the ball back. They can't get run over, as happened in recent seasons. They can't be burned by big play after big play. They need to be the once and future Steelers defense of history. Already, Joey Porter Jr., the Penn State cornerback the Steelers took at the top of the second round, appears to be the prodigal Pittsburgh player that fans expected him to be. Sure, he got beat this week by a freakish catch by star-in-the-making receiver George Pickens, but Porter followed that up with an interception of his own. It's early days, of course, but the trajectory is there for Porter to take his place alongside the Steelers' other defensive stars. In today's pass-happy NFL, And within the QB-dominated AFC, you desperately need a star cornerback. And I can't remember the last time the Steelers hit on one in the draft. Porter looks to be the guy. If so, his rise will be another step toward restoring the Steelers' defense to the level of play during the days of his linebacker father. And this would set the stage for Super Bowl wins in the future, because the defenses of the past are the foundation for those Super Bowl wins under Joey Porter Sr. back in 2005 and 2008 seasons. Now, NFL pundits are already crediting Khan with greatly speeding up the timetable for the Steelers' rebuild. It's gone from a multi-year job to expectations that these Steelers just may have a realistic shot at their first playoff win since January 2017. Quote, the expectations around this team are as high as they've ever been, and a lot of that has to do with Kahn and his moves, unquote. So says Steelers beat writer Mark Caboli, who wrote a recent article in The Athletic on this new look Steelers team? Quote: Every hole is filled, every question mark is answered, every problem has been addressed, Caboli said. And who would have thought that a year ago? Unquote. Hey, if these Steelers do go on to break their prolonged postseason futility streak then the defense will have lived up to its once lustrous legacy, especially given the game plan entering the season, which is all designed to take as much pressure off of Kenny Pickett as possible. And you remember, steel is forged by fire. For the Steelers' defense, that fire comes under a blazing August sun during the dog days of training camp. Above all, however, the flames are stoked by competition and that uneasy, always on-edge attitude of being forced to battle every day just to keep one's job. This is the atmosphere that Kahn, with all his activity in free agency and his accuracy in the draft, that is what he's created on the practice fields of St. Vincent. And it was all by design, especially regarding that soft-in-the-middle defense. Quote, I said early on that competition at every position was important. Khan was quoted by The Athletic as saying, Quote, I think we've accomplished that leading into camp. We've got some cool, fun battles that will take place. I'm not going to get into specifics as to which players and which battles, but I think we have that. And there's a lot of time between now and September 10th, but at at some good things, we're going to be watching very carefully, unquote. Well, the most watchful eye belongs to coach Mike Tomlin, and he appears to be reveling in the battles taking place all around him on the practice fields. Each player's fate rests in their own with within their play. He decides nothing. They do. Tomlitt put it this way, quote, I think competition is an awesome thing. We don't have any preconceived notions about a role. We got some very capable guys at that position and we'll put them in an environment like this and let them sort themselves out, unquote. For the first time in a long time, the once depthless and depleted Steelers are conducting a true training camp, one where there are no guarantees, and one that's as Darwinian as it gets. What emerges in September should be a Steelers defense worthy of Pittsburgh's proud, pugilistic, punch-in-the-mouth tradition. This is the required prelude for a re- true return to glory. Because if the Steelers are to reign, the defense needs to be nasty once again. We have much more on training camp where the strongest Steelers team in years is being forged at a sweaty St. Vincent's. It's all in this stay hydrated edition of your Steelers Update Podcast. Hey, and be sure to check out my full print column first thing Thursday on Penn Live. It will be packed with plenty of memes, bringing the latest greatest Steelers debates to life, and to laugh. Right now, let's get right to it. Hey, of course it's not going to be all ball control for that Steelers offense under second-year Kenny Pickett. Sure, they want to pick up production on the ground, but what about those signature splash plays that were sorely missing these past few seasons? Sports out of training camp are that Pickett is airing it out downfield. Is this a preview of a more explosive Steelers offense? Hey, we can only hope. For analysis, we turn to Mike DeFabo with The Athletic, who debates whether the run-focused offense can really take flight. Here's some salient excerpts from DeFabo's very cerebral and well-written piece which I urge you to read in full on the Athletic website or the Athletic app. The Fabo writes this, Quote, Based on the way the Steelers upgraded the offensive line and their spoken desire to win the game up front, there's no doubt the offense will lean heavily on the ground game. But the question becomes, is that all they will be? Creating explosive plays will will be one of the quantifiable ways to measure progress for Pickett and the offense. That was a struggle last year. The Steelers produced just 52 plays of 20-plus yards. Only five teams were worse in that area. Just 10.2% of Pittsburgh's pass attempts gained more than 15 yards, second to last in the league. As the Steelers search for more splash, the relationship between a reliable running game and a threatening deep passing attack is an interesting one. At times, they can appear to be two competing forces, and on some teams, it's true that a commitment to the running the ball significantly limits the ability to attack downfield. Done right, an effective running game doesn't hold back a passing game. It actually unlocks big play. Now, if the Steelers are looking for a model of success in that area, they need only go up the turnpike to the Philadelphia Eagles. They're the best example of a team that not only owns the trenches, but also can hit a home run at any moment. Throughout camp so far, it does seem there's been a more concerted effort to take shots. And that's a great place to start. But if the Steelers want more splash, it goes beyond simply bombing it deep long catch and runs were virtually non-existent last year for the Steelers. As camp unfolds and the regular season nears, it will be interesting to see what the Steelers' offense becomes and how much of a step forward Pickett takes in his second season. Unquote. Hey, again, that is the Salient points in the Defabo article on the Athletic. There's much more detail, stats, quotes that are there. I just carved out a few of the of the main points they're talking about. Is a running game a benefit or a detriment to the passing game? And again, that's it's going to depend. You have to sustain drives to hit those deep plays, and a running game can help you do that. But if you don't gain on first down, it can really hold you back. So. It's going to be interesting to see how all that unfolds. Again, this is a revamped Steelers team, and one of the areas of emphasis was that offensive line where they also invested the first-round draft pick in that Georgia Bulldog left tackle. So there's some investment all around uh, this whole roster that's going to make it a better team coming out of training camp. But, of course, the big question, the most, above all uh, focus, is still back to the quarterback, Kenny Pickett. Uh, And it's going to be hotly debated until Pickett himself provides us with the answers on field in 2023. And that question is, what is KP's upside? Can he be truly elite? Or is he already close to hitting his limited ceiling? Here we are in just year two of his pro career. Well, the Athletic's Mark Caboli went to some anonymous NFL experts and personnel people in search of answers. And in fact, the Athletic has their own uh, guy who ranks quarterbacks into tiers, and Caboli is looking at, at those rankings and extrapolating out what it means for Kenny Pickett and the Steelers. Now, What came back from the NFL coaches and personnel people may not be music to the ears of Steelers fans, but I've got some highlights—or should I say lowlights? Ciboly writes this first. He sets up this ranking system that's uh, done by the Athletic. He writes, "Quote the Athletics." Mike Sando published his annual quarterback tiers on Monday, polling 50 coaches, coordinators, and team executives. For their ranking, the results left Pickett in the fourth and final tier. Now, there are typically five tiers, but no quarterback landed in Tier 5 this year. Uh, Pickett came in at 25 of 30 veteran QBs in the ranking. And Tier 4 is defined as a quarterback who, quote, could be an unproven player with not enough information for voters to classify or a veteran who ideally would not start all 17 games, unquote. Now, I think we know that uh, 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 Kenny Pickett is in the former category, an unproven player where not enough information for voters to truly classify. So somewhat of what of a wild card. Now, Pickett had an average ranking of 3.52. That was a point worse by comparison to the Browns quarterback, Deshaun Watson, who has 31 career wins since coming into the league in 2017. So that is a good comparison within the own division. Uh, Pickett is lagging in our division, and he's a full point in the ranking system behind Deshaun Watson, who we know was out most of last year for that suspension, then came back late for the Browns and was a little shaky. So that's the setup. Now for some of those telling comments from NFL coaches and and executives. One voice uh, was this, quote, I just don't think he has an elite arm talent. That was a defensive coordinator who played against Pickett, and he told that to Sando, who gathered all these comments for his ranking. Another coordinator said he thought Pickett would at some point, quote, be in Kirk Cousins, Mac Jones, Derek Carr conversation, unquote. Another coordinator said simply, quote, his talent is limited, unquote. And an offensive coach told Sando, quote, his best traits are going to be his moxie, decision-making, toughness, leadership, things that really don't have a number, unquote. Hey, I, moxie, okay, that's great leadership leadership is important i mean i decision making is that is the quarterback decision uh quarterback position defined it's all about good decision making first and foremost so there's some things that we can hang our hat on with kenny pickett but i don't know i i don't know about you guys but i just hate the word moxie when you're applying to an nfl player who is looking to be elite moxie just doesn't get it done to me. Moxie is like Rudy in that movie Rudy about Notre Dame. That's Moxie. I don't. I don't, I don't want Moxie with my players. I. I want. I want. I want uh, star quality. Okay, and that's the NFL. Those are NFL types, fifty of them, and their take on Pickett, and he is sort of an unanswered question. And you know we already knew that. But what about Mark Caboli? Uh, he's been watching Pickett in training camp where our second-year guy is expected to take a step up and raise that ceiling of his. Well, Kaboli sounds much more positive on KP, and he concludes his piece this way. Quote, to say that he is already quite close to his ceiling just isn't factual right now. Pickett can make every throw and does have the intangibles to go along with it. It's just a matter of doing it, unquote. Yeah. Just do it, Kenny. That's a perfect way to sum up what year two and what this 2023 season all about. Just do it. Uh, The defense needs to do it. The running game needs to do it. And KP needs to do it. And it's a perfect way to end this podcast because we are seeing some positive signs coming out of training camp. But we won't know for sure about this 2023 Steelers until the regular season begins and the footballs fly for real. And of course, we're going to be covering all the training camp, all the preseason, and of course, that big kickoff, that home opener, that season opener versus those 49ers, and Brock Purdy, who was taken at the bottom of the draft and kind of landed in the same ranking as Kenny Pickett, in, in at least according to the Athletics. So it gives you a, a, a sense. Kenny Pickett, taken, first quarterback taken in the draft, Brock Purdy, last quarterback taken in the draft, and they're both sort of ranked the same entering this season now. So we'll see, we're going to see some separation one way or the other, uh, and uh, let's hope it's the separation that we like in Pittsburgh. Uh, so that's it for, for now, but sign up for, uh, for the podcast wherever you get your audio. It's fresh every Wednesday afternoon. And, of course, log on. PenLive.com anytime for your real-time news.